Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Friday, January 3rd, 2023. The weather today will be a high of 2 degrees in Edmonton, minus 8 degrees in Saskatoon, and minus 14 degrees in Toronto. Say what? Hey, guys. Are they gonna, what's, what's the weather in Toronto? Well, it's going to be a high of minus 14, but right now it feels like minus 27 degrees in Toronto. I wouldn't be surprised if they called in the military. <laughs> <coughs> we are broadcasting live. As we do. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Monday to Friday, 6 a.m. Mountain Time. <laughs> oh, my asthma came back. I haven't had that in 30 years. My gosh. Oh. You, you take care of all that? I think so. I, uh, I told them when, when we broadcast live. Okay. Well, thanks for that. You're welcome. Um, on the Podbean app, all you need to do is just come join us live every morning and, uh, and get your questions answered, right? Uh, on the live app, there is a chat function. There is a call-in button. You can ask any questions you want about real estate investing, and we're going to answer them, and we're going to take care of you and, uh, and do it for free. And um, As we always do. As we always do. So um, before you go hop into that, you know, big twenty, thirty thousand dollar coaching program, try, you know, trying to get the answers to your questions, trying to get that ball rolling, just take advantage of the free stuff first. I know how it is. We've all been there. Mm. Morning, oh. Liam. Good morning. Good morning. Join me for my, for my second sip of my coffee. <laughs> mm. How's yours? Asking the listeners because you're not looking at me. Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> How about yours, Gabby? How's your first sip? <laughs> Don't spit it all over me. <laughs> Swallow, please. Delicious. Uh, good morning, Listina. Uh, Listina uh, was hitting the hitting the gym at five a.m. this morning. Every morning. Every morning. Every morning. That's the first time the story popped up. I saw it this morning. I'm like, ah, oh, good for you. Badass. Badass indeed. You know, who else is a badass. Scotty P. <laughs> Damn right, says. I don't have any particular Scotty reason. Scotty P. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josh. Josh says GM. Oh, yeah, good he's morning. too lazy. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> Good start. Good start. Hey, maybe he's just productive. I guess so. he's got a lot of things on the go. I mean, I guess it is five oh four a.m. where he is, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We can't criticize. <laughs> uh, good morning to uh, yeah. Good morning to you. Good morning to Denis. Good morning to Josh and uh, and Ken. Uh, thank you for joining us, Matt, Elray, Nathan, Tyson. I haven't heard from Tyson much lately. Yeah. I don't even think Tyson was on the coaching call last night. Shucks. Where are you too, Tyson? What's, yeah, where are you too? What's your deal? <laughs> Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Romeo. Glenn. 
Glenn missed his first coaching session, I think. Now, I was I was running the master's coaching uh, call by myself last night, so yeah. I wasn't able to see everyone there. Um, we did a little exercise on um, – we assessed – sorry, analyzed a, a potential deal mm-hmm. um, for Chaston. And then uh, we talked about um, how to – how to put together a presentation or how to put together a, a quote unquote pitch, you know, for a joint venture partner. Um, you know me, I, I could have, I could have just given you some performer or some fancy Canva um, presentation. You can just plop all the numbers in and send it out to your newsletter. But no, it's, it's always more complicated than that when it's with me. So I went deep into like, okay, who's the person and who are you and what kind of motivations are there and all those types nice. of things. And, and what to focus on, what to not focus on. Screw the logic. Let's focus on emotion. You know all that jazz. Yeah. You missed. You missed a. You well, I was in bed, but I think that you uh, your one hour call wrapped up two hours later. Yeah, that's <laughs> the way she goes. Yeah. Um, awesome. So that's what you missed, Glenn. He was working. He was working. Yeah. I I know that Glenn's going to be busy for the next little while here, but just letting him know what he missed and that that coaching session's in the master's world for you. Yeah. Um. So you can go ahead and listen to that or watch it. <clears throat> but I know Garrett was there and good morning to Garrett. I see him here. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Who else is here? Lori's here as well. Alan. Um, Paul is here. Liam. Kyle. Kyle. Hey, hey, Kyle. I have been meaning to, I, I, I gotta, I gotta ask these, um, these Saskatoon folks. I gotta, I gotta have a, well, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, or, or people that are around. I, I can't just assume that everyone is Saskatchewan's in Saskatoon. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> but I gotta, I gotta do some, I gotta do some research into uh, into the Saskatoon market. Chaston had a pretty good deal. That deal was actually really good. I looked at it. I'm like, hmm, those numbers actually are are quite good. Um, numbers were very similar to Edmonton numbers. But the buy price was lower. Nice. By about a hundred thousand dollars less than what we normally pay for the same rents. Oosh. Oosh indeed. So I want to do some research into that. Um actually I'm gonna I should talk to Kyle and Chaston a little bit more about doing some more research in Saskatoon. There's I think there's some opportunities there. Um or just reach out to guys, just reach out to Chaston. I mean, he's 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 the one with the deal right there. Um yeah, I was quite impressed with those numbers. Um, Philip is here again. Hey, hey, Philip. Do we have a regular listener out of Philip now? I think we do. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And I believe I'm going to be meeting him. We're going to be meeting him tomorrow. Nice. At I our Calgary uh, REA Masters uh, networking event. Uh, if I was talking to Cody yesterday, Cody was saying that uh, he's going to be um, meeting up with Philip. I think nice. something along. I think he might. I'm not. Maybe, maybe I'm remembering this incorrectly, but I think Cody's going to be picking him up on the way. Oh, very uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Courtney's here as well. Uh, Emily's here. Good morning. Tyson was in the coaching session. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, buddy. I had a feeling when you say something like that, hey, man, you weren't there. And you'd yeah. be like, uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> and I apologize. I just couldn't see everybody's faces. So you must have been on the second or third page. Yeah. Well, I'm an ass. Good morning, Nat. Good morning, Sheila. Lots of people in the show today. Uh, if you're listening to the show, you know, on the recording, 
you know, consider joining in live next time. Give it a shot. Try it out once. Maybe you'll like it. Heck and yeah. Get to hang out with all these great people. Crispy's here as well. Nasir is here. Oh my gosh. Now Nasir's in Brampton, which is about, I'd say half an hour, 45 minutes from Toronto. How's everything on the ground there? <laughs> Are you guys okay? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. He is right. Jeremy comes right into the room. Jeremy busts <laughs> open the door with his foot. I can see it right here. Jeremy has entered the room. Jeremy comes right in with a question. I'm not here to, no, hello. to fool around. <laughs> no, good morning. Can no, you Not use, even a GM. <laughs> not even a GM. Can you use registered RSP funds for a purchase plus improvements loan? I feel like if I don't answer... He's, he's gonna, gonna bust your door down. He's gonna he's <laughs> gonna run to the stage. <laughs> we will get to that question this morning. That's a great question. Thank you for asking that. Um, which is gonna go really well with uh, with Brooker's question from yesterday, which we promised we would answer, which nice. is our RRSP uh, related. Oh boy, gonna be a good day. I forgot. I have a hard time saying RRSP. Yeah, it's weird. Um, we had this conversation and you're like, you say it. <laughs> yeah. RRSP. <laughs> it's, it, I didn't realize it until I just said it right now. And it re I remind, reminded myself, I think this is going to be a long show. If I have to keep saying RRSP. Yeah. Just do that. Slow it down every time. You got this. But I'll be in the middle of a fast point. You know, I talk very quickly and then all of a sudden, and, and, and when you're thinking about doing the RRSP mortgage, <laughs> it's going to sound really weird. So you got that to looking forward to. Look, now I'm stuttering. This is what it does. Upcoming events. Uh, we kind of talked about it. Yeah, we, we did. got we got the we got yeah. the the Calgary REI Masters networking event tomorrow. There's still time. I think ticket sales close sometime today. Awesome. Um, so if you've been putting it off, go. Why not? Go network with people yeah. in Calgary. Same event in Edmonton on February 11th. And then I guess after that, we have um, Barry Maguire's wholesaling course in Calgary that you'll be at March 18th. Yeah. And uh, then f following very shortly after that, April 1st in Toronto, Barry Maguire's agreement for sale course. Yes. Yeah. Which you'll also be at. Mm-hmm. And a busy yeah. couple months ahead of us. Um. I was talking with uh, Liam and <coughs> Liam Wagram and um, and Cody yesterday, Cody Kelly, and uh, they were talking about all the deals that they got going on, which <laughs> do you know Liam's locked up? Like, I, I don't know which ones are with Cody and which ones they're trying to venture in on, but like locked up like seven properties in the last two months. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I should know that, but I was saying, I was saying, I'm like, I hope you don't take offense to this, man. But like, it seems like every other fucking day, like you're grabbing a keys, you're putting in a deposit, you know, you're, you just locked up a deal, you know, you took possession stuff. I, I can't keep up with you, man. I really can't. But I went and checked out uh, two of their projects there and uh, they're doing really good. Awesome. Really good. Yeah. But, uh, 
they, <clears throat> Go ahead. they were saying that they were planning on maybe doing some sort of like a, um, um, a tour of the open, you know, the, of, of the properties, right. And doing like a open house tour or something like that. And I actually said that like, man, like I really want to do another bus tour. I, I was, it's funny because I was thinking about that yesterday. <clears throat> And I'd, I'd love to do that and to showcase, you know, the REI Masters, you know, properties. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of other, you know, Masters that have properties, you know, either under construction or, you know, they're new ones that they're buying right now in in the Edmonton area. It uh, Heck, we can probably do 12 properties in, in, in Millwoods alone. Be an easy bus <laughs> With, tour. <laughs> within, within a two-kilometer radius. <laughs> um, Stop at Jackie Parker after. Yeah, there's like, there's. Yeah, there's there's lots um, there's lots of different projects going on in Edmonton. So I was thinking about it, I'm like, man, we should totally do a get another bus and do a flip tour. But like, I looked at my schedule. <sighs> it's gonna be tough. <laughs> like February, we've got three out of the four weekends we're busy. Yeah. Um. So we got the networking event this weekend, networking event next weekend. Then we've also got um, uh, we're doing a workshop at the end of the month. April 1st, the following weekend, uh, no, March, no. Skipped a month. I skipped a month. March, where we got three different weekends. We got three different events. Um, we got a workshop, and I'm also doing the wholesaling workshop with Barry and Donna. Yeah. April 1st, I'm in Toronto, and then we got two meetups and a workshop. So, like, when the heck am I going to do this thing? I'd have to, I'd have to do like I'd have to do a workshop or a networking event on a Saturday and a fix and flip <laughs> meetup on uh, or, or or tour on on a Sunday, which I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. But I, I'd still I'm I'm planning on doing something like that for March. So if you guys are interested in hopping on a bus and going and checking out a bunch of bird projects and flip projects and whatnot and rental properties <clears throat> in Edmonton, let me know. Um, I don't think that we'll have any trouble filling that bus or two buses. Yeah. Um, last time we did it last July, they had two buses fill up like, like, like that. Um, and I think we should do it. I think it'd be a lot of, it'd be really cool. So let yeah. us know if, if that's something you're interested in, put it in the chat there. Um, Jeff is 100% and Lori loves a good sing along on the bus. Oh, the wheels <laughs> on the bus. Awesome. Okay. Justin uh, wants in. Amazing. Amazing. All right, let's do a word from our sponsors and then uh, we'll get back to it. Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. And we are back. Looks like there's lots of interest for that uh, for that bus tour. Yeah, um, probably April, March or April, I think. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Um, we've already got uh, events penciled in for March, so um, yeah, I think April would be good. Uh, maybe we'll just sub out the uh, maybe we'll sub out the networking event in Edmonton 
and turn it into a bus tour instead. Totally. I can make that work. Okie doke. Well. It's like the ultimate networking event. Yeah. You have every bus ride plus every stop to. You get five, ten minutes to meet someone new and then you're forced to go sit with someone new afterwards. But have you ever been on like a bus tour and then like you sit with that person, you have a really great conversation and then you go on to the next bus and then that you can see that person looking at you and then you go sit down with someone else (laughs) and they're like, oh, I and they feel like it's almost like they feel really bad that you, you know you didn't want to go sit with them again. <laughs> Ever had that happen? Um, I don't know. Maybe yeah. not really. I mean, on these particular bus tours, we've always had um, Everly with us. So, mm. like on ours, and then Calvin had one. Um, so I'm always, I'm always kid, kid strapped to my hip. Mm. You're a wrangler. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's another great part about doing those bus tours is that the kids come along and they love it. Yeah. They love it's it. It's fun. Um, Garrett in the comments here says, well, we're going to have to get another burr for April then. Oh, yeah, because when did they get possession of theirs? I think soon. I, I think they removed conditions yesterday. Did you guys yeah. not remove conditions yeah, yesterday? Did. I don't know if it was yesterday, but they removed conditions. Last night? We're waiting. But he said that um, if if it was for that one, that you'd have to bring the guard dogs. Is that the one in the north side? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get security. And <laughs> for Johnny's as well. <laughs> for Johnny's as well, yeah. Um, okay. Good morning, Pete. Pete just snuck in the back of the room there. Um, okay, well, why don't we get into... Uh, oh, I guess he didn't remove conditions. They had to extend it. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's unfortunate. I thought I saw something that you removed conditions. Maybe I'm just dreaming. He was, you're dreaming about Garrett. Maybe. You never no, know. he he did a he did a post saying he uh, he was going to do it last night, but oh. they had to extend it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay, cool. Um, possession is on the eighth now. Uh, February, yeah, you you might be done. Finishing. You, you might be finishing. You might like we might have a finished product you can show. Yeah. That'd be good for a flip tour to to have a bunch under construction and then also a finished one. Okay. So um, Jeremy's question is a nice, uh, is a nice segue. uh, Into Brooker's? uh, No, Brooker. It's a nice segue out of Brooker's. Okay. Which was the reason why I didn't want to, I could have answered Brooker's question really quickly yesterday. Um, But I knew that I wanted to add in uh but at the end of it, uh, and this just kind of helps with that. So okay. works out perfect. Uh, Brooker asked yesterday, uh, roughly what interest rate would you offer someone on their RRSPs if you use them as a down payment? So honestly, it... I am so sorry. I just kicked over a garbage can. Did you just fucking <laughs> kick a garbage can at me? Did I not empty the dishwasher or something? (laughs) You just thought it was a great opportunity. I'm gonna (laughs) right as he gets in, I'm gonna kick a fucking garbage can at him. I was trying to get my slipper on and my fingers slipped. (laughs) And she just kicked a garbage can at me. What kind of fucking show is this? (laughs) If you I need to gather myself here. Okay, go ahead. I'm good. Oh, man, I love this show. (laughs) 
Okay. So his question was, uh, what roughly what interest rate would you offer someone um, on their RRSPs if you were to use uh, it as a down payment? I, I'd say it depends on what that person's currently getting uh, for a return on their on their RRSP investments. When can we clarify this for a second? Because I think that some people might be confused because the question would be, I thought you can only use RRSPs as mortgages. Mm, yes. So can you clarify that? Uh, it would be it would be a second mortgage. Yeah, it would be registered as a second mortgage, and but you can use those funds. So saying saying it's a down payment is not the the correct terminology. Yeah. Um, because oh, Brooker just joined the room. Brooker, <laughs> we're talking about you. We're talking about your question from yesterday. Perfect. So what Gabby was saying was that it's not technically a down payment. It would be it has to be in the form of a mortgage in order for you to be able to register or to use those RRSP funds. So what you do is you would put it in the form of a likely a second mortgage. If it's if, if you're thinking about putting it as like a a 20% of the purchase, right? If you want 20% of the purchase to come from someone's RSPs and the other 80% of the purchase, uh, the transaction, whatever, the mortgage funds to come from a bank or something like that, uh, then, then whoever has the biggest chunk, whoever is contributing the most to the, to the mortgage, like whoever has the larger mortgage going towards the purchase, uh, theirs would typically be in first position on title, meaning that they would get paid first. And then whoever has the smaller amount would typically go into second position saying, meaning that they get paid second. Um, which is totally fine. I, there's, there's a few things I want to talk about afterwards, but as far as answering the question, you know, what would, what's a, what would you offer someone? If your friend from work has got money in RSPs and they've been getting 2% returns, I mean, 3% is 50% better than what they're getting, right? You just increase their 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 ROI by you know the, their rate of return by fifty percent. I mean you're you're a hero, and not to mention the fact that it's it's no longer inconsistent. It is is it is guaranteed, right? It is a guaranteed rate of return, three percent. There's no fluctuation. It doesn't matter if you know how your property does. You're still going to make that payment every month to them, and it's and it's fixed. So three percent is great. Now there is one thing with Olympia Trust. Um, and they're, they're one of the, the two big trust companies that, that facilitate our RSP mortgages. Um, there is a rule, I believe through Olympia or it's, it's, it's okay. There's a rule somewhere. Someone's, someone's got a rule. Uh, I believe it's Olympia that you need to charge. They want to see you charging at least minimum market rate for mortgage. So, um, you know, a lot of people, they, they try and do these quote unquote clever workarounds. They're like, oh, okay, hey man, I'll borrow your RSP funds and you give me like a 1% interest rate, okay? Be like, yeah, sure, man. And then I'll let you borrow my RSP funds at 1%. And then it's like, it's like we're using our own RSP funds and we only got to pay 1%. We're fucking geniuses. Yeah, like someone's got to catch on. 
okay. <laughs> I mean, it's and it's smart. The first time you think about it, you're like, oh, we're geniuses. This is amazing. And then and then and then and your other buddy's like, okay, well, you know what? Like, if if they're gonna catch on, how about how about I get in on this too? Think about this, okay, Gabby. All right, cool. That's how we're gonna do it, okay, Gabby. I okay. Listen, 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 listen. Okay, Gabby. I'm gonna lend you my RRSP funds for one percent. Okay, you are gonna lend your RRSP funds to Brooker for one percent, and then Brooker is gonna lend me his RRSP funds for one percent. How are they gonna know now? There's no paper trail, buddy. It's a perfect triangle. And no one will ever know that we're essentially borrowing our own RRSP funds for 1%. <laughs> it's the perfect, it's the perfect scheme. Someone else came up with it before. <laughs> Olympia wants to see, or whoever, whoever made up the rule, they want to see that you're at least charging market rate. So, you know, years ago, that would have been 3%. These days, probably 5 or 6% minimum. Yeah. Right? At least market rate. And that right there, I mean, like for someone to get, ex- it, excluding the, the the scheme I just, you know, maneuver I just shared with you right there, and don't go do that. Or at the very least, I didn't tell you to go do that. <laughs> um, at the very least, you know, at 6%, Someone getting a rate of return of 6% and and having it fixed, that's a really great return. Now, most <clears throat> second mortgages are a minimum 10%. Uh, most second mortgages are a minimum 10%. I would say the average is somewhere around 15% in the form of a second mortgage. If you're bringing it up to 100% loan to value, meaning if you're borrowing 80% of the, the money from a bank and then you're borrowing the additional 20% from your um, from your RRSP lender, meaning you have 100% finance property, uh, normally that high risk ratio is, is around 15%, sometimes more. Um, but if you've got a good relationship with someone and 6% is great for them, then tell them I can give you a 6% rate of return. Mm-hmm. That's great, right? I, I would start with five or six. And then, you know, if they're like, eh, that's too low. I'm like, okay, what about eight or 10? Oh, wow. And in a lot of cases for what people get for their returns on their RRSPs, depending on their, you know, their portfolio and who manages it. I, I don't know. I don't deal in that stuff anymore. But that might be a really great return for someone, right? So even getting 10%. um, Paul says, aren't second mortgages usually short term? Yeah, which is kind of what I want to get into. So yes, you can, you can do that. You can borrow your 80% from, you know, another lender. And then the if that lender requires you to come up, if that lender says we'll only do 80% of the purchase and you need to come up with the other 20, and and you can find an RSP lender to give you the other twenty percent of the purchase. <clears throat> then you can go about doing that. Um, there's a couple things to consider, though, and these are just you know things that I want to add on just to make sure that I didn't want someone to listen to the to, to that three minute clip at the end of yesterday's show and then be like, 
oh my God, I had no idea I can borrow all the money for my rental properties. Um, or I could borrow you know, from, from my flips or whatever. Um, I, I didn't know I can do that. So I'm going to buy all of my properties with hundred percent financing. And there are a lot of people that do that. And there's a lot of people that teach that. And it's terrible fucking advice. <clears throat> so first things first, um, most, I think it'd be fair to say, and, and I don't know this for a fact, but I think it'd be fair to say 98, 99% of conventional lenders do not allow you to be above 80% loan to value. They want to see you have some skin in the game. Okay. In years past, let's say 15, 20, 20 years ago, you could use RRSP funds or a vendor take back mortgage um, to cover the the difference, uh, like the, the down payment portion, the difference from 80% to 100%. So in years past, there were lenders that would allow that would give you 80% loan to value. And then you could go and ask the seller to give you a VTB, or you can ask your friend to give you a, a RSP mortgage to cover the difference. And you could be, you know, a hundred percent, you could hundred percent finance that property. But I believe it was around 2008, 2010, they changed those rules. Most of the lenders now, almost all of them do not allow that. They want to see you have some skin in the game. Now, that's conventional lenders. You could find private lenders who will loan up to 80% that allow you to finance the additional 20% with someone else. You can. But those private lenders are going to be charging you high interest rates. So you're going to have a high interest rate on that first 80%. Let's say it's 15% interest. And then you're going to go borrow the other 20% of the purchase from your RSP lender at 15%. That is some very expensive mortgage money. So long-term rentals, that 100% will not work. I, I, don't, I don't care. Give me Name any market in Canada or the US. You, it, you won't be able to make it work. For cash flow, it won't make any sense for, you know, on, on paper financially, you know, when you're at that high of an interest rate. I don't even know, like, how of your mortgage payment, if your interest rate's 15%, like, how much of your mortgage payment's actually going towards the principal? Anyone got any ideas? I'm doing it right now. Um, $240,000 loan, 15% interest. Let's see how much of it goes towards the principal. <laughs> okay. So this this is this is fucking hilarious. I've never done this before. And I love doing math stuff like this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're gonna get a a, a two hundred and forty thousand dollar mortgage amortized over thirty years with a 15% interest rate. Gab, do you have a guess? On a $3,034 payment, how much is going towards principal? $240,000 mortgage, 30 years, 15% interest rate. 
the payment, monthly payment is $3,034. How much is going towards the principal? I don't know, $500? $34. What? Yeah. That is of a $3,034 payment, $3,000 is going to interest and $34 is going towards paying down your mortgage. Now, of course, over time that, that, that scale tips, right? But on the first payment, that's what it is. And even in the fifth year in 2028, only $72 is going towards the principal. Wow. So you can understand like if you're going to buy a rental property with 15% interest, that thing better be sky, like the appreciation better be skyrocketing. Like that market better be hot as fuck. Because otherwise, you have zero mortgage pay down. Like you have next to no mortgage pay down. And I promise you that I don't think you can rent it for more than $3,034 plus property taxes, plus insurance, plus, you know, whatever. So it just, it, it, I, I just knew that it's like financially it just doesn't, doesn't make so a whole So correct me if sense. I'm wrong, but that, is that like 1%? Uh, well, three thousand thirty-four and thirty-four dollars is going towards it. So, um, maybe <clears throat> no. Oh yeah, you're right. Thirty-four or one percent. Yikes! Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. So. Um, depends. And Paul asked, isn't it, isn't it best for short term stuff? Yes, that's 100% right. Because, um, it doesn't make sense for long term strategies for short term strategies. It, it can work. You know what I mean? That, that, that's totally fine. Um, if you're just borrowing, you know, those funds for four months to do your bird project or two months to do your bird project or four months to do your flip, right? Yeah. The cost is going to be $3,000 a month and times four months is $12,000. That's your borrowing costs. No big deal, right? And as long as you've got enough profit built into the deal that, you know, it can cover your renovation costs, your borrowing costs, your, you know, utilities and property taxes, et cetera, your realtor fees and still make a profit, then it makes sense, right? But for a long-term buy and hold, I mean, you want to make sure you at the very least have some some decent mortgage pay down as well, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're in a good appreciating market. So I would not, so the first point was most lenders won't allow it, okay? You're going to have to probably go into the private sector, get some private money, on the 80% and you can borrow the remaining 20% from an RSP lender. That's the first point. The second point is that it will not work for long-term strategies. Okay. Mathematically. Um, mathematically. This is why like, Oh God, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to bring it up. Um, because there's some people that teach this in Ontario that teach you should do hundred percent finance properties, you know, get a, get, um, Get your your seller to give you a VTB, right? Find a property where the seller owns 100% of it. Get them to give you a VTB for 10% interest. And then borrow the remaining 20% on a promissory note at 15 or 20% from your buddy or an RRSP loan. 100% finance these properties. 
and then wait a couple years and then refinance the property. Pay, and when you refinance the property, you can go to a traditional lender and pay off your your promissory note. But like in the fuck, like if I change that to ten percent instead of fifteen percent on the mortgage calculator, there you've got a twenty one hundred dollar payment, and a hundred dollars is going towards the principal. You're not paying down any of the principal of the mortgage, right? Yeah. That fucking strategy that they're teaching, most of you guys know exactly what I'm talking about, is fucking bullshit. Mathematically, it's 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 a gimmick. It's a gimmick that gets you into their coaching program, and I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Now, there's a couple of different ways you can make this work. You can go and improve the property, right? You can finance it in this crappy financing format and improve, but they're, they have like a long-term kind of model where it's like a, a medium to long-term model where it's like three years, you're going to pay down your mortgage, the property's going to appreciate, and you're also going to do some value add renovations to it to increase the value. And then once you've increased the value enough, you can refinance it and then get a higher mortgage, which pays out your promissory note for the down payments or the 20% portion. And then, you know, when once you refinance, you're going to look you're going to be financed at a lower interest rate with a conventional lender. But like I've, I've done examples. It just mathematically doesn't work. And I see tons and tons of people falling into their little marketing, you know, gimmicks and whatnot and joining their program, thinking that they're going to buy properties with none of their own money and no joint venture partners. It doesn't fucking work. And if you do find a property, it's in the middle of fucking nowhere and it's a terrible fucking investment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doesn't follow the fundamentals of investing in real estate. I'm not naming any Base, names. Basic I'm, fundamentals. Yes. I'm not naming any names. Just be smart. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do the math. Do the math and make sure that you're, like Gabby said, following the basic fundamentals of real estate. Buy in good markets. Because even if you do find a way to do some fucking gimmicky, you know, maneuver where you can get into the property and refinance it and you succeeded, what happens when shit goes sour? What happens when interest rates go up? What happens when rents go down? What happens when the value of the property goes down? What happens if, you know, you do the renovations and they don't increase the value of the property? You, you put all of your eggs into that basket and you bought a shitty property in a shitty area. What happens when the mine shuts down in the little buttfuck town you invested in? <laughs> Sorry, that was inappropriate. It just came out of my mouth. <laughs> it's so much funnier when you say it. Okay. Just, I say butthole town for starters. <laughs> you turn off my microphone. In the butthole town. <laughs> okay. It came god. in hot too, like with you some did? passion behind oh it. My god. Okay. The fire in your eyes, if you guys could see it. My god. Oh, I just want to be canceled for the rest of the show. <laughs> I think the internet will do that for you. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Just be careful with like who you guys are following and do your own research and don't fall for gimmicks. I'm so sick and tired of calculator gimmicks and all this other bullshit and these, you know, no money down bullshit, you know, schemes and whatnot. It's there, there are some that work like I, I, I've done agreements for sale. They're, they're out there. You can help families and it makes sense. And no, they do not cash flow mathematically. And I'm, I'm very transparent about that. Right. In most cases, but, um, you know, these borrowing high interest mortgages and then borrowing the difference of the other 20% from a promissory note, an unsecured promissory note from someone you know for 15 to 20%. This is why we're hearing about so many fucking people 
going busto in Ontario right now. Yeah. Because they're over leveraging themselves with high interest mortgages and loans. This is why we're hearing about so many people getting screwed because, oh my God, they were really cool on Instagram. I just assumed they knew what they were doing, right? Yeah. Has anyone noticed that they're selling a lot of their properties? I thought a lot of them have disappeared. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was looking for a cricket sound. I don't have one. <laughs> Said people are happen to be selling off a lot of their properties right now. I wonder why. Anyways, I got a little off topic there, but I think it needed to be said. Just be careful with your RSP loans because a lot of people, they're like, hey, I want to use my RSPs or I want to use my friend's RSPs for the down payment so I can get more properties because I saw an Instagram video where someone said that you can use promissory notes and RSP funds in order to fund my down payment and I can have none of my own money and all OPM. I just want people to understand that I don't want them to fall for that gimmick and and make decisions, you know, based off of that. It's, I, I want you guys to be safe and I want you to have, you know, um, good investments. And I, I, I don't want to see your families affected by it. So, um, now following up to Jeremy's question, can you use RRSPs, uh, register, registered RRSP funds for a purchase plus improvements loan? Uh, same thing. If, if you're going to most purchase plus improvements lenders, lenders who offer, um, a mortgage plus option. So maybe I'll just rewind. Um, purchase plus improvements is a certain mortgage product that some lenders use or offer where they will lend you the mortgage funds. Plus they will also, uh, lend you the renovation funds as well. Up to a certain amount. Up to a certain amount. Um, they will normally appraise the property, have an appraiser go in and review what it is you're planning on doing to the property. And they will, give a thumbs up whether your renovations will increase the value of the property more than the cost of your renovations, right? Um, now, there's there's a few other, you know, different little things and, and, and um, requirements that the lender has. And, but they will not give you the mortgage, they will not give you the renovation funds out of the gate um, and a lot of times they, they release it. Uh, what, do you, what do you call it when they release? They stagger the release. Um, uh, I can't think of no, it. It doesn't matter. Somebody will correct me in the comments. Um, they don't release all the funds right out of the gate. They make you pay for it first. And then once they've come in and, and confirmed that the renovations are done, that you said that you were going to do, then they will release the funds to you. Yeah. So... So you also need to show that you have available funds to do those renovations. Yeah. You'll need to have the down payment plus show proof that you have the the access to the money to do the renovations. If you do the renovations that you agreed to, the lender will then just reimburse you afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great product for, I think, homeowners or for those of you that have a rental property that needs a little bit of work when you buy it, right? Rather than doing the Burr strategy and doing the whole refinance and all that stuff, Purchase plus improvements is good for, say, if you're buying a rental property and it needs about $10,000 worth of work just to get it up to rent worthy, but you don't want to put the $75,000 down payment plus $10,000 into it, well, you can go to the bank and ask them 
would you do a purchase plus improvements? Meaning, would you reimburse me for the $10,000 with renovations and then blend it into or add it into my mortgage amount, right? So they just add that $10,000 on top of your original mortgage. It's a way of getting it financed. So you get it financed at a lower interest rate. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's, it's great for that scenario, or it's great if you're a homeowner and you want to buy a property and do some improvements and you want to have that, um, those renovation funds just added into your mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really great solution. So Jeremy's question is, can you, can you use registered RRSP funds for a purchase plus improvements loan? Now I'm second guessing his question. I was going to say, I think that you might have misunderstood his Maybe question. Maybe I did. Because I think he's asking, and Jeremy, maybe you can clarify in the comments. I think he's asking if like, you, if you can actually use the RSP money as that type of loan. Like, can somebody say, here's my RSP funds, I'll give you a mortgage plus improvements loan. Or Jeremy, are you asking, can you add RSP funds onto, on top of a purchase, a traditional purchase plus improvements? I interpreted or, his question as Or first. he's saying, can I use my RRSP funds to fund the renovation and then get reimbursed by the purchase plus improvements loan? I don't think he's asking. That. Or he's asking, <laughs> can I use my RRSP funds as a down payment for a mortgage plus improvements loan? Now I'm second guessing everything. I don't know what he's actually asking. I hope he clarifies. Is he still here? Like he, he busted <laughs> that door in like half an hour ago. I just assumed he asked this question yes, and ran out. He's still here. Okay. He's been commenting. <laughs> I um I guess just a little bit of clarification on on, on what exactly um you're gonna be using it for and how. Are we just gonna wait? <laughs> Holding the mortgage plus the renovation funds. So for everything. I still don't quite understand it. Maybe I need another sip of coffee. <laughs> um, oh, does he mean like, can I lend? Here's the no, sixth, sixth I think thing. he's asking to borrow RSP money for the mortgage and the renovation funds. Mm. Oh. Which is basically what I said the first time, just in different words. I'm assuming no, and I got to double check on that one, but I know that it can only be used for mortgage funds for the purchase, for the purchase of the property. I do not believe that Olympia offers an additional amount for, because all you can borrow it for is the purchase. Like it needs to be attached to a property. So, I mean, like if you used RRSP funds, okay, no, you could probably could. Okay. Let's look at it this way. If you own a property already currently, no, okay, no, that wouldn't work. Okay. If you're buying a property, then then I would say then I would say no cuz you can only use it towards the purchase. You can you can use the RSP funds towards the towards a purchase for up to 100% of the purchase, right? Now, if you were to use your if you're to borrow RSP funds on a property that you already owned in the form of a second mortgage, It wouldn't be a purchase plus improvements mortgage. Like you can't have a purchase plus improvements mortgage with RSPs. Now you can borrow RSPs to be used. Like you can you can do a second mortgage or a first mortgage on a property that you already own with RSP funds and then use those towards renovations. 
but as far as I know, 99.9% sure that Olympia Trust does not have a purchase plus improvements option for when you're purchasing a property. That makes sense? Yes. I think that you could pro like, yeah, I agree that I, I have never heard of them having that as an like an option. <laughs> Um, or as a product. Yeah, I don't think they have However, that like Wayne said, you could borrow 100%, like 100, you might need to do it like in two mortgages. Well, that's the thing. Like yeah. borrow 80%, put your whatever 20% down, and then put a second mortgage to get that 20%, that additional 20% yeah. out and use it as renovation funds. Yeah. But isn't that, isn't that same, same? It is same, same. Yeah. It's still your, your 20% that you put in. So yeah, that doesn't make sense. Or I mean, like you, like, like you were saying, if you can do it in a couple steps, it's possible. Say you bought a property, you know, the market value was $400,000. You bought it for $300,000, right? So you got an RSP mortgage to fund the $300,000 purchase. And then you went back to a second person or the same person and said, Hey, I'd like a second mortgage on this property for an additional $100,000. They would send out an appraiser. They would appraise the property at 400 K and they'd be like, okay, yeah, well you can do a second mortgage for the, for the additional 100 K based off the appraisal of 400 K. Um, I just don't think that they'll lend at appraised value as opposed to if appraised value is more than your purchase value, the purchase price. Right. I could be wrong. I've, I've been wrong in the past. Yeah. And if that's that's an option, I mean, that's that's pretty yeah. that's pretty amazing. The thing that I'm just not wrapping my head around, though, is that like that equity, that additional money that you're pulling out of it is still your money. Yeah. It's like and, and Don suggested that you could borrow RSP money on a separate property where you yeah. have equity. And yes, you could still do that. But at, but I guess what I'm getting down to is that it's still your funds yeah. that you're just borrowing back kind mm -hmm. of thing. There's there's lots of different options to get that renovation money. It's just like do does any of these trust companies have a a product that yeah. or a service that they offer that would do a uh, a purchase plus improvements you know style like structure? I don't I don't believe so. Um, interesting though, interesting thought. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's lots of different ways that you know that you can go about doing it though, and and. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think they have anything structured just like that. Do we have any questions uh, or any comments in the... Uh, unrelated? Is that okay? Yeah, we got nine minutes. Okay. Uh, Kyle just lined up his first joint venture partner, and they submitted an offer yesterday on a duplex. Whether it gets accepted, accepted or not, uh, who knows, but it was a big step. Which Kyle? Uh, Gariba. Really? Yeah. Congratulations. Congrats, Kyle. It's amazing. Congrats. Yeah. I Tacos? hope that it does. <laughs> tacos? If it gets accepted, you're going for tacos. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. That's amazing news. Yeah. Is today Friday? It is. Yeah. <sighs> does everyone feel like they got a lot done this week? Oh, come on, man. We were having such a good show. Now you're going <laughs> to shit on us? <laughs> I'm just curious. Does everyone feel like they got a lot done this week? Oh, I guess I, I maybe I... Um, Are you changed, changed the fucking topic? Well, I think I changed the topic too too quickly um, because I think there was a couple more questions about RSPs. All right. Is fine. that okay? 
So you guys got fucking lucky. Gabby just saved your ass. <laughs> so Brooker says this helped out a lot. So they will have to move their RSPs into a different trust they currently have them in. Okay. Uh, what? Yeah. So he he's asking. So they'll have to move their RSPs into a different trust they currently have them in. Yes. So RSPs, either you withdraw them, the person who withdraws them gets taxed on them, and then they just have the cash that they could loan you as, say, a promissory note, or they keep them, they keep the RSPs, they move them into a self-directed account, and then lend them out through like Olympia Trust or one mm -hmm. of the other trust companies. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the two options. But if they were to withdraw them, then they get taxed on them you, that well, year. Well, you get taxed on it that year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you can keep it in your RRSP uh, account, in a self-directed account, and uh, and not get taxed on it and just lend it out in the form of a mortgage as opposed to investing it into something else. Yeah. Which also, um, uh, just right after that, Paul said, so just so we're clear, you're borrowing against the RSP, not from the RRSP, as this would have tax implications, correct? Yes. So oh you're God. now yeah. we're getting too technical. No, but it, it's exact okay. is exactly what I just said. Okay. Unless I misunderstand Paul's question, but yes, you're you're not withdrawing the funds and using them. You're using them in the form of a mortgage. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. Yeah, it's an investment. Yeah, it's a it's a mortgage investment. I think that was the last of the questions. Okay. And Brooker says, "Okay, perfect." Yeah. Yeah. It's um. Oh, and Kyle says, uh, congrats, Gabby, on getting my last name correct. <laughs> How did you pronounce it? Gariba. Okay, perfect. Not Gariba. Okay. Um, well, I, I, I don't know what else to talk about. We're at a weird spot right now. Uh, RSPs are a great alternative. Um, to just going to a private lender and you know like you know calvert's one that we always talk about uh it's a great one where you can just go there and get you know close to 100 percent financing and uh it's pretty simple and you know you pay your 15 or 16 percent but if you've got access or you know people who have rsp funds that would be happy with a six percent return or an 8% return, or even a 12% return. Uh, it is a great alternative to some of these private lenders because, you know, the private lenders, for any of you guys that have that have gone through the process, it's not just the 15 or 16% you're paying. It's also like a 1% or a 2% lender fee as well, which gets added on. And that's not 1% on top of your 15% making it 16. No, it's 1% on the full, on the full amount. It's a fee. It's not a yearly annualized interest rate. It's a fee. So if it's 2% on, you know, a 2% lender fee on a $400,000 mortgage, that's $8,000. It's a fee. You pay it plus your yearly interest rate. So it can, it can be a little expensive if you figure out what your, if you crunch a couple numbers and figure out what your actual yearly interest rate is, it's, it's closer to like 19, 20% with those, with those hidden, those quote unquote hidden fees. So again, if you've got, if you got an option where you know somebody that would love to invest their RRSPs into something more secure in the, you know, invested into mortgages and they're okay with 
six, 10, 12, 15% interest rate, you're, you're way, you're way ahead and in a way better position than you'd be if you were to borrow it from another private lender where you got to pay all those different fees. So I think RSP mortgages are really great. They're not utilized enough. Um, a couple of cons I would say is that the, the process is a little bit slower than, you know, using your private lenders, private lenders can probably, and more often than not, they can move very quickly. It's a pretty fast process. If you're going to do an RSP mortgage for short-term financing, you're going to be, it's the process just a little bit longer. You're going to need to be proactive, have all those funds already in the trust account, ready to go. And even then, like, you know, when you do buy a property, it's not like you can close, you know, in like four days, like with some private lenders, you can like, I can close fast, right? You can't really do that. You're going to need two or three weeks because there's just a whole lot of um, paperwork and, and administrative stuff that needs to get done between the lawyers and the trust company. So, but if you got time and, and time isn't an issue, I, I honestly believe that RSP uh, mortgages can, can definitely be utilized more and, um, and offer some pretty great opportunities for, you know, for helping out some friends as well. Uh, we've talked about, uh, the limitations of RSP mortgages in the past. I'm going to just repeat it because I got three minutes. Um, RSP mortgages, uh, they can't, they need to be at least arm's length to, who, to the person that they're lending it to. So if you can't borrow it from your mom, you can't borrow it from your husband, um, you can't borrow it from your kids. Okay, arm's length. So friends, you know, um, coworkers, people within the investor community. I mean, a lot of us, a lot of us have our RSPs or, you know, um, RPPs that we can transfer into a self-directed account uh, that we, I mean, we understand the value of, of investing in mortgages. So like, you know, for myself, like, you know, I, I got a pension that I, I'm going to be transferring out. Um an RPP pension that I'm going to be transferring out uh, now that I've been self-employed for a few years now. And I mean, am I going to go and put it in, am I going to keep it in the pension plan and, and have the, those guys run it? Probably not. You know, I'll probably just lend it out the four more and mortgages. Right. And I'm sure you guys have, you know, been doing, you know, RSP matching and stuff like that with your employers for years. You might have 200, 300 K sitting in an RSP. And I think that, you know, a savvy real estate investor is going to see that I would rather get, you know, 12, 15% returns than to put it on the market and have all the, you know, the fluctuations of like, well, I got 10 this year, 20 the next year, five the next year, right? So there's, there, there's, there's more than enough people, even just in the investor community, uh, you know, people that want to lend out their RSPs in a safe investment with decent returns. So, you know, while you're out networking on Saturday in Calgary or next next Saturday in Edmonton or, or wherever networking events you're going to or coffee meetings, you know, don't be afraid to be like, Hey man, you got any money in your RSPs you want to let me? Or you can, if, if you don't want to be a creep, um, you can just be like, Hey, I'm, I'm looking for RSP, uh, uh, mortgages for my, for my bird projects or my, or for my flips. Right. Um, I, it's, it's a much cheaper alternative than going with a lot of the big private lenders. Is uh, Wayne is RSP mortgages um, 
well-known to say financial advisors or if, so Lori's question is, if she asked her parents if they would be willing to lend out their RSPs, move them into self-directed account and, oh, parents, you couldn't because it's not arm's length. Sorry, what was the question? Um, I'm getting to it. Sorry. So Lori approaches somebody and says, will you lend me your RSPs in the form of a mortgage? Uh, these are the interest rates they'll give you. It's awesome. And then they turn around and go to their financial advisor and say, you know, uh, my friend Lori approached me asking about this. Like, what is this? Would the financial advisor be like, what? What are you talking about? That doesn't sound like it. likely. Or Very would they likely. be like, oh, yeah, it's a thing. Well, they, they don't want you to do it because you need to, you need to put it into a self-directed account. <laughs> and, and right now that financial advisor fin is probably directing them for you. Yeah, financial advisor is not going to get a fee for that. Yeah. Right? So uh, they don't normally deal in those types of investments. So you're going to put it into a self-directed account and direct it yourself over to the Olympia Trust. Yeah. Um, so they don't want to lose your business. So yeah, and, and more often than not, I'd say most financial advisors don't don't know much about it anyways. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but, and I, I didn't quite see the question or hear all the question, but if like, if Lori's, you know, Lori wants to help her mom out with it, you know, she can't borrow it, but she might know someone in the master's community who, who would benefit from it. And Lori trusts and says, Hey mom, I want you to you know, meet this person. Yeah. They got, uh, you know, they got a good little business going on here and we're finishing the show anyways. We got a we got a dog pile going on above us. <laughs> um yeah, so you know, that there's always that possibility too if you got family members that you think could benefit from it, refer them to someone in the community that you that you like and trust. Yeah. Um sounds like there's a bunch of other stuff that kind of came up here at the end of the show. Yeah. Um anything we can answer quickly? Uh, Jeff, well, I don't think that we're going to be able to answer it because I can't remember and I don't think you can either, but I'll get he's you that wondering... answer on, on Monday. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you read it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, wondering what the other company is that lends these, uh, so Olympia Trust and who's the other one? Uh, I can never remember. I know. I can't either. I tried to do a quick Google and it didn't work. <laughs> I'll get you that answer on Monday if, uh. Or put it in the group. Put it in the, the REI Masters Facebook group and, yeah. and someone will definitely answer that really quickly. Yeah. Um. And if any of the other guys, if any of you guys had any other questions um, that I missed, I will go through it after we end the show and I'll save them and uh, we'll get to them on Monday. Awesome. Looking forward to seeing everybody in Calgary tomorrow. There are still opportunities to get your tickets. Just go to Eventbrite, look up REI Masters, or like like we said a second ago, go to the REI Masters Facebook group and it's pinned right there and you can go register and, and have a good time. Okay. Finish the show, shower, haircut. Get on the road, go to Calgary. Sounds good. All right. See you guys, you guys there. Have a great, see you there. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.